Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Uh, man, crazy times we're living in here. This is a uh, first time we've done this in the wild, but um, did this one tag team here with my wife, Krista. Uh, good to have you back here. Um, usually when we do tag teams, we talk about relationships. And I guess in a sense, we're going to talk about relationships, but it's going to be your relationship with the Lord and your relationship to overcoming. Um, but obviously, as we, we, we kind of enter into this time, I promise you, not the next 20 podcasts and not, not all of them are going to be about the coronavirus, but we want to lay down a foundation for you because in times like these, the important thing is what you keep your eyes focused on. Mark 4, 24, I'm reading from the Amplified, says, and he said to them, be careful what you are hearing. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge. That word virtue means power. And knowledge that comes back to you and more besides will be given to you who hear. You know, during this time, you have two choices. You have the choice to listen to what's happening. And you hear about, you know, every day there's more famous people that make announcements, got the virus, no symptoms, right? And you're hearing these things. And then on the other side, it's I got to get prepared. And then you're hearing all these people with their advice and you're seeing what's going on. And ultimately, through all of it, what you're paying attention to is producing results. I noticed it for myself with with the talks of these things that are going on. There was a moment where I thought to myself, man, what happens? And my mind starts to go down this trail. What happens if this? What happens if this? Where you have to re- refocus. You have to stop for a second and say, what am I putting my attention to? The measure of thought and the measure of study that I give to what I hear is gonna what's going to produce in my life. Uh, Proverbs 4 says, verse 20 says, My son, attend to my word. Incline your ear to my sayings. Don't let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the middle of your heart, not at the back left corner, you know, not on a shelf somewhere. Keep them in the middle of your heart because they'll be life to those who find them and help to all their flesh. So for us, we're going to lay down a foundation on supernatural protection to encourage you, something for you that your that your heart can grab a hold of in these times. Because the key thing, the most important thing, is is that you stay in faith and you stay full of the Holy Ghost. And really, staying full of the Holy Ghost is how you stay in faith. Uh, very simple uh, faith one-on-one is that faith is not of the head, faith is of the heart. And if you stay in the Holy Ghost, you stay stirred up by praying in tongues, you stay reading the Word, there's, there's spiritual activities, activities that are not activities of the mind, but activities of the Spirit. Praying in tongues, singing in the Spirit, um, uh, uh, reading the Word, worshiping, speaking the Word, these things that keep you over in, in, the, in the Spirit and in the place of faith. Yeah, I think it's really easy to get fearful, and um, that's almost like the flesh, you know, it's the natural tendency when something is different, when something is uncertain, you know, our our mind wants to go to that that worst case scenario, and, um, you know, we found ourselves today going out to eat, and, uh, and you know, while we're out to eat, we hear the, the announcement, you know, you shouldn't be eating in restaurants, and it's like, you have to just know that even if you know, even if there's a weapon formed against me, you know, my Bible says that it can't prosper. And if I eat any deadly thing, it can't harm me. You know, there's so many, um, you know, as a believer, I can partake of these, these scriptures, everything that's in there is for me. So if I decide that it's for me, then it's for me. If I believe it's for me, then it's for me. And so you'll see that there's Christians, more Christians that are deceived, that don't believe the word. They, they think that they believe the word, but what they've only only the word that they've you know known
known, which has been watered down. And, uh, and there's so much more in the word for you, um, that, that is there and it's available. But if you, if you don't know it's there, then you don't get to partake of it and you don't get to have the promises of it. And so that's what we're here to bring to you. And we're devoted to bring this to you, especially in this time. And, you know, even if we did take the next 20 podcasts and just, just to stir up your faith and just to speak the opposite of everything you're hearing right now, um, you know, we may just do that because, um, we're going to speak that out and be the voice of faith in your life. One of the, one of the voices of faith in your life. But I just want to encourage you because this scripture, um, a couple of weeks ago, um, my pastor preached on this, on this passage of scripture. And he said, to get it in your spirit and meditate on it. And I started meditating on it and I would wake up in the middle of the night and it would just be rolling over in my spirit. Like I would hear it like a song, you know, how you, when you, when a song gets stuck in your head and it has helped me so much. Um, it is really like solidified my belief in, um, in, in the supernatural protection that I have. And so I just want to read this to you. And, uh, and I'm, I want you to write this scripture down. I want you to open up your Bible to it. I want you to highlight it. I want you to put it up somewhere where you can read it, make it your phone background, whatever you need to do. I posted it in a scroll, um, scrollable post on my Instagram, and you can share that on your page. Um, it, it anyway. So this is Psalm ninety one, and then this is the this is the amplified version. It says, "He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will remain secure and rest in the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no enemy can withstand." I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust with great confidence and on whom I rely for he will save you from the trap of the fowler and the deadly pestilence. He will cover you and completely protect you with his pinions and under his wings, you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a wall. You will not be afraid of the terror of night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor of the destruction, sudden death that lays waste at noon. Verse 7 says, A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but danger will not come near you. You will only be a spectator as you look with your eyes and witness the divine repayment of the wicked as you watch safely from the shelter of the Most High, because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the Most High your dwelling place. No evil will befall you, nor will any plague come near your tent." For he will command his angels in regard to you to protect and defend and guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so you don't even strike your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and cobra, the young lion and the serpent. You will trample underfoot because he has set his love on me. Therefore, I will save him. I will set him securely on high because he knows my name. He confidently trusts and relies on me, knowing I will never abandon him. No, never. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him with a long life. I will satisfy him and I will let him see my salvation. So if you if you have been in that place where you've heard all day long the the news, um, you know, things getting getting shoved in your face, the fear, um, if you're worried, you know, I'm not sure if I should, you know, if I should be around people, I'm not sure, you know, you know, if I should, you know, eat this food, am I going to die if this happens or if that happens? What if I catch this disease? Whatever. You know what? 
make this word your reality and, and don't make what you see before your eyes the reality because the word of God says, even if a thousand people die all around you and 10,000 at your right hand, it will not come near you. The Bible clearly says that you have divine protections, that he gives his angels charge over you. So it does not matter what you see. Make your reality the word of God because that is the greater reality. And no matter what comes your way, no, no matter what you see in the news, this is the reality that we have and that we we have the choice to choose. Is this going to be what I walk in? Am I going to live a long life? It says, yes, with a long life, he's going to satisfy me with a long life. So if I haven't had a long life yet, then I'm not done living. And so I have that promise to stand on that. Nothing is going to take me out before my time because this is the promise that God's given me in his word. You know, we, 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 the eyes of faith cause us to look beyond what is seen. Hebrews 11.3 says, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things that are seen are not made of things that do appear. 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, While we look not at the things that are seen, but that, that are unseen, uh, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are seen are eternal. And so underneath all of what you see is, is really at the base of it, uh, the Bible says the just shall live by faith, but at the base of it is a spirit of fear that's trying to get on people, a spirit of fear that's trying to get a foothold. You know, the, the, uh, Krista said it right. Whether, you know, honestly, the statistics of, of this virus are, are not that bad. Um, if, you, if you look at the impact of it, it's statistically, if you look at the details, it's not that bad. And so people, like I saw a statistic that if, you're, um, if you have no pre-existing conditions, the recovery rate is 99.1% no pre-existing conditions. And, and if, you're, uh, if you're above, if you're under 40 years old, the recovery rate is like 98%. And so if you have under 40 with no pre-existing conditions, the likelihood, e- even if something came, w- would... I just even, say, yeah, yeah, sorry, I just want to say one thing. I don't even get the regular flu. I mean, I'm not, why am I worried about this thing? I don't even get, I have divine health against the regular flu. We don't take flu shots. And I'm sure most of you don't take flu shots. We're not, we're not, you know, just now like, oh man, this is something, this is bigger. I don't know if God's going to be able to cover me on this one. This one's, this is the coronavirus. Haven't you heard? No, I mean, I, I'm, I've already been taking my divine health for every kind of virus, for any yeah. kind of flu. It doesn't matter. And I, you know, I, I can imagine that things try to stick on me, but as a believer, I'm covered in the blood. So even if I, even if, even if I went into a, into a, a Walmart and, and licked the, the handles of the doors, I mean, <laughs> I can't get sick. I mean, that's kind of stupid, but you know what I'm saying? Even if something tries to attach <laughs> itself to me without me knowing, you know, somebody sneezes with the coronavirus and I walk right through it because I don't know, I cannot, it can't stay on me because the blood of Jesus covers me. It makes me, it makes it impossible for sickness to stick to me. I think this for us really is like when you look at it st- from a statistic standpoint, it's like this is really not a big threat. But what what you begin to identify is that there's a fear behind it. And for me, the fear is more dangerous. The fear, a worry of what happened, what about my family? Like I can't trust God that God who gave me my wife and my son would be able to protect them for me. Or for me, hey, he placed a call on my life, but somehow this thing could come out of left field, right? And so if you're nervous, oh, I don't want to go to church, there's all these things, like God wants to bring you to a place where you understand that the real enemy 
is fear behind this. The unseen thing is fear. And that you're doing battle right now, not with a virus. You're doing battle with your heart to be not afraid. If you look at the Word of God, uh, uh, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yes, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. That really, that's our faith statement for our life. You may be young and healthy, but who knows? There may there may come a time where we don't know what's going to happen in the future, but there may come a time where it's everyone who catches, you never know what's to come, but that doesn't change. If, if it's a not that dangerous thing, if it's a very dangerous thing, you know, going forward, if you're serving the Lord, there may be a time. I mean, right now, this year in Nigeria, there's been 500 Christians killed for their faith. And so you look at some of these things. So there has to come a fight on the inside that says, this is ridiculous. This spirit of fear that's trying to grip and grab my life, I'm I'm seeing what the true enemy is, and I'm going after it. And by the word of God, I'm going to put the word of God into my heart until I can laugh. The Bible says that destruction and famine, you laugh. That, that, you can, that you can look and be like, man, I'm glad there's a challenge for my faith actually coming. Because it makes me realize, number one, the Lord's on my side. But the devil meant this to get me in fear. Yeah. But bless God, I'm coming out the other side, and the devil's going to pay. I'm coming out in faith, and I'm never backing down. Yeah. And and then one last thing, because I know we have a lot of um, uh, different age groups listening, is don't distract yourself doing this time. What I saw in sales many times is people who would struggle with 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 sales, and then they would retreat to play video games. They would just entertain themselves rather than when it's difficult, you press in. And in sales, it was study, it was practice, and it was get better. There were the people who, oh, when things didn't go well, they just wanted to, I just need to relax. I need to chill out. This is not the time to be distracting yourself with things. Even if you have time off work, this is not the time to be binge watching The Office or or Christmas movies or playing. It's Take the t- take advantage of this time that, that God has given you to study. Treat it like it's your new job to study the Word of God. I promise you, you take two, three, four, five hours a day and you listen to preaching, you study the Word. How about getting in the Word and saying, Lord, I'm going to look at all the healing scriptures and writing them down and then, and then reading them through. You do that for yourself, man, you're investing in the rest of your life. God has a plan, but our victory is found in the Word. The Bible says in Isaiah 55, 10, my word shall not return void, but it'll accomplish that which I send it to, says the Lord. And so we're, we're here on your side. We're, um, uh, we, we see you out the other side. We're here for you. But I know God has victory for us. Be encouraged. Yes. Stay encouraged. Yes. Protect your joy. This is a path of victory, and it's just the beginning. We love you. Have a good day. Keep tuning in for just a faith booster for you during this time and send this to somebody that needs encouragement. We love you so much and we'll see you soon.